okay, everybody's got a fucking podcast. I mean, we have a podcast, so obviously anyone can do it. Wait, this is a podcast? Are you recording right now? Technical difficulties. No, you don't have to say anything. I'm going to edit it out. Technical difficulties. <laughs> okay. I put mayonnaise on a pickle. Yo, I know y'all ain't playing skee-ball. <laughs> I'm trying to go to bed. Do I see? I mean, my feet stink, right? Yeah. Nice guys, kind of a comedy, '70s era. What'd you guys think of that? Would you? How'd you like it? I liked it. Well, that was a good one. I liked it. It was fun. Ryan Gosling was uh, actually kind of funny <laughs> in this one. I like how he's just a total fuck up. Absolutely. And even his daughter. His daughter is like, why do you have to be such a fuck up? Oh man, Russell Crowe got old. I, I think I think he's gold in this movie though. No, he did great, but he's just gotten old and a little fat. But he's also like. Almost 60 at this point. Yeah. Yeah, so. I wonder how, yeah. how old is Russell Crowe? Who oh, got okay. IT on that? <laughs> 57. 57. Damn. Yeah, so. April 7th, 1964. And this was 2016, so. He was born in New Zealand. So minus five. Interesting. Or, yeah. 52. Wait, it's 2022. It's 2022. I'm still, I'm still on twi- I'm still on 2021. It's okay, someone says 30 years ago, and I think 1975. Right, but. I can't. <laughs> Like certain, there's a certain <laughs> threshold. Like my brain just, for whatever reason, I like just most years. Mad. Most years, I'm like at the new yeah. year. I'm just like I'm in. But like this year, I just I feel like I'm still. In, I feel like it's still 2021 for some still reason. Still feel like it's 2020. Well, yeah, I mean 2020's been the longest year. 2020 was a long year. 2020, it's still going on. Yeah, we're so still in 2020. 2020. Yeah. Like I still feel like it's 2020. <laughs> I'm still. I still do like 2020 math. Like oh, it's 20. That was like four years ago. It's like no, 2022. <laughs> Anyway, I don't know. It just feels like one big long year ever since ever since everything started going down. Ever since Miss Rona showed up to the party. Miss Rona. I mean, it's always been long years since Rami died, but you know, Jesus Christ. <laughs> All right. So he can say that, but I can't burp. <laughs> <laughs> what? Okay. Not, even, right. not even a Bengals fan, but that's Rami up there helping him get to the Super Bowl. There oh, you Jesus. go. They needed help a long time before that, but <laughs> well, he decided he's like, you know what? I'll step in now. I I, I want to say it's Joey B, but... Not Harambe. Or maybe he has the spirit of Harambe in him. He's had to channel. He had to go to the Cincinnati Zoo a few times. He had to channel that Harambe energy. Where he's got a Harambe tattoo well, like, on his you chest. you know, I, I only wish you were the guy interviewing the guys for the Super Bowl, because I know you'd ask every bangle. So, do you... <laughs> are, you doing do you this, are you doing this for Harambe? Are you going to commit this, this game to Harambe? <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> Children... That's what we got. All right. So, <laughs> so in 1977, Los Angeles, a young boy named Bobby admires a magazine centerfold of porn star Misty Mountains. When Misty herself crashes her car through the boy's house and dies afterwards. What kind of, uh, what kind of, like, chances that's ever going to fucking happen? You're sitting there, you're like, looking at a naked woman, you're like, ah, oh, goddamn, she's so fucking hot. And the next thing you know, she's crashing her car through your house, and you're like, hey, there she is naked. I mean, yeah. like, all the planets have to align. <laughs> right. And you'd probably have to be winning the lottery in, like, seven different places. Also, how did, how does mom not wake up? How That's what my question was. Up. Nobody woke up when that car yeah, Is it the little boys the only one going down there yeah. to is check it, this out? Is it bad that, so, when he found her sprawled out on the rock... And then he started to take off his jacket. I was like, oh, fuck, where is this going? Yeah. 
That was my first time. I was like, oh, shit, where the fuck is this going? And then he put the jacket over her. I'm like, whew. Yeah. I, was I like, thought something else was about to happen. For a second, I was like, I'm not watching any more movies that Tyler recommended. <laughs> yeah, like, what did Tyler recommend? <laughs> I was like, this is it. <laughs> this is it. This is the end of these. Um, all right, so... Crashes car at the boy's house and dies afterwards. Down on his luck, private eye, Holland March, Ryan Gosling, is hired by Misty's aunt who claims to have seen her still alive. March's investigation leads him to Amelia Kuttner, an associate of Misty's who later plays enforcer Jackson Healy, Russell Crowe, to scare March away. Healy barges into March's house and breaks his arm before leaving. That whole scene was great. <laughs> I I just love I I think they're both great in this whole movie first of all but like yeah just him beating the fuck the, out of the, him the whole time the are you done yeah yeah, yeah I'm done and then he tries to go for the gun and stuff I was like bro oh and he's like he tells him he's gonna break his arm and he's like he's he's like no that, no yeah. no his scream was everything in this fucking movie I'm not gonna lie to you. Uh, the quote from from Russell Crowe before that happens he says. Marriage is buying a house for someone you hate. Remember that. <laughs> I was like, well. Uh, and then he has his little word of the day thing. and He has that flashback. Jack, I'm fucking your dad. That, <laughs> that caught me so off guard. I was like, oh, wow. <laughs> All right. So anyway, uh, Healy's interrogated by two thugs, Blueface, so named after he sets off a dye pack while searching Healy's apartment, and older guy about Amelia. Uh, Healy wards them off with a shotgun and teams up with a reluctant March to find Amelia first. Uh, March and Healy question Amelia's anti-pollution protest group and meet Chet, who bring them to the burnt-down house of Amelia's boyfriend, Dean, who died in the fire. They learn that Amelia and Dean were working with Misty on an experimental film combining pornography and investigative journalism called How Do You Like My Car, Big Boy? How do you like my car, big boy? I find it funny that that was what she said right before she died. (laughs) It's like... Yeah? yeah? Just promote it till the end, huh? I mean, why not? Alright. So Russell Crowe's your Jackson Healy, right? He's sleeping in an apartment above the comedy store. It's like one of the biggest comedy clubs in the world. So that's kind of cool. And then if you looked at the uh, marquee, they had uh, Robert Klein, Richard Lewis, Tim Allen, Elaine Boozler. So, you know. Was that I know you've at least heard of Tim Allen. Uh-huh. But then like... Robert Klein, Richard Lewis, those are big guys as well. I've never heard of Lane Boozler personally. Um, yeah. In that in that scene, that fucking fucking kid. You want to see my dick? Yeah. He's that. Like, <laughs> he's, he's like, offered to see my offered to show my dick because I got a big dick. Because I got a big dick. So, guys, want to see my dick? <laughs> I just love how like matter of fact he was talking about. He, it. he, he was like, "I'll give you twenty bucks." <laughs> I was like, oh. <laughs> I already gave him 20 bucks. Wait, what am I saying? What am I saying? So you, so you guys want to see my dick? <laughs> that fucking... Uh, Amelia... Stupid. I don't think you guys watched uh, Small Town in Hollywood, but Amelia's one of the girls from from that movie. So that's fun. Uh, Ryan Gosling's really... I, I love that scene where he cuts his wrist. <laughs> yeah, on the window. <laughs> he, he fucking rapped. He's like... He fucking cuts his wrist. He yeah. fucking passes out. I, lo- I like how he fixed the, the the cloth real quick. Like it fell out at the bottom. And he was like, had to tuck it back into his palm again. And then he punched it. He was like, that's a lot of blood. That's a, that's yeah, a lot that's of blood. blood. I was like, I can't with this fucking dude. Like, uh, And then, yeah, I forgot to read those. But then where we are in the uh, 
plot here is the uh, they question the protest group, and he's like, he's like, "Fuck you, man! We're dead. <laughs> can't can't talk to you. We're dead." It's like, why are you dead? It's smog. He's like, so the the gas mask doesn't work. So the gas mask doesn't doesn't work. (laughs) That was golden. The dude just was like, fuck you, man. We're dead. He's like, no, her boyfriend, no, he's dead. Like, dead, dead. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Oh, oh, and the stall scene. I forgot about the stall scene. That was the best part of the movie. (laughs) He's like, like, Punching the stall door. That. (laughs) Tiff, like, actually laughed, like, out loud at that for, like, it felt like five minutes. He said, turn around. He's like, you know there's a mirror right here. Well, close your eyes. (laughs) Russell Crowe was so, like, I love how serious his character was, like, at pointing shit out like that, though. He's just, like, just. just, (laughs) He just seemed, like, really just over it. Yeah. Every and, bit. Yeah, but just still... Ryan Gosling's character Hilarious all the more. Silly as fuck the whole movie. Yeah. Oh, and then he said... That that kid said he was a projectionalist. Oh, yeah. Which is funny. I was like, uh, okay. Um, Alright. So the two infiltrated a party in search of the film's financier, Sid Shattuck. Healy discovers the film is missing, while a drunken March finds Shattuck dead and unknowingly crosses paths with Amelia. <laughs> March's daughter, Holly, having snuck along to the party, manages to stop Blueface from killing Amelia. Blueface is struck in a hit-and-run, and Amelia flees. Healy subdues older guy and finds Blueface dying, who tells Healy his boss has dispatched a hitman named John Boy to kill Amelia, March, and all other witnesses. Healy discreetly strangles Blueface to death. The police arrive at the scene, and March and Healy are met by Amelia's mother, Judith Kuttner, a high-ranking official in the Justice Department who claims Amelia is delusional and believes Judith wants her dead. Judith hires the duo to find her daughter. I'm sorry about that party, though. The party was like we got to talk about that for a second. We got to talk about that for a second because the best scene of the movie. like when he started getting drunk and he was like trying to tell them like he's if you see I'm, Amelia he's like he's a Amelia. <laughs> <laughs> if you see my name, let me. <laughs> if you see my name, let me know. And then he just walked off. I was like, bro, what the fuck? And then he was like swimming he's in swimming the pool. The, yeah. That was gold. He's like, I had to question the mermaids. Yeah, he asked him that. He was like, it's slippery. He was like, you're in the pool? He was like, I had to question the mermaids. <laughs> Did you fall? He fucking <laughs> fell from the goddamn room. Shoot me. Shoot me. Oh my God. Yeah, he was like, I love how he asked him like several times. If he, He's like, Did you fall? Like, you <laughs> fell down there. <laughs> fucking gold. Well, when he sees the dead body and he's like, <laughs> yeah, the wheezing and stuff. <laughs> yeah, fucking uh, gold. And then they threw that body over that fence. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I wasn't expecting that because it falls on that table. Like they were having like a what was like, that like a wedding reception or something? I don't, it was some like fancy dinner, and then all of a sudden this dead body just collapses <sighs> the table. Did you did you hear the person? They were like, oh my leg. <laughs> <laughs> I caught that and I was like, yo. I was like, he was like, run. I was like, oh my god. He's like, first we throw up, then we dispose of the body. Yeah. Uh, yeah. If you see a guy with a blue face, come and find me. So he said. The fucking, the lady that was like, the like, bent over like, statue pose, and people come up putting drinks on. Yeah. <laughs> thinking yeah. she was a fucking table. <laughs> yeah, that was, that was gold. He was like, oh, sorry. And then he was like, 
I'm like, what are you, what are you fucking doing, dude? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He tried to, he tried to hand the girl or the dude, the valet guy, the keys anyway. After his little girls in the truck, like banging on the door, and he just like opened it, and shut it. And the yeah. guy was like, "I can't take that." Yeah. Like that. <laughs> he was funny though. The valet dude was that was that was pretty. Oh funny. yeah, yeah. He said, "I can't take that like that." Dad, there are whores here and stuff. Don't say in stuff. Just say, "Dad, there are whores here." I never understood why he was like. I don't know. I don't know. So it was just so weird that he was like, "Don't say in stuff," because then she started saying it to. She said one to the porn, porn star. star. She's like, you don't just think you shouldn't be wa- you, she shouldn't be watching this either. Watch it, dude. I'm in it. He yeah, <laughs> like looks like... at the screen. She's like, oh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, okay, well, that's nice. <laughs> yeah. I was like, bro, get this kid out of here. Like, please get. This <laughs> and then kid he out just here. left her. Like he just gave him yeah. all that lecture, and then just, he was just, just like, walked off. All right, <laughs> I'm just, out. Just nonchalant. Uh, his daughter, though, she was kind of funny when she was trying to hire. Uh, was his name's character? Russell Crowe's character? Oh. To yeah. beat up her friend Janet. Yeah. He's like, yeah. how much money you got? Yeah. I was, he got? he yeah. was like, he's like, this conversation is not, like, happening. I was like, yeah, that's... So we're just talking. Fucking silly. That's pretty good, though. Uh, also, would the gun still work in the water? Yes. He dropped yeah. his gun in the hot tub, and then he just... Okay. Guns do work underwater. Yep. All right. How do you think underwater violence happens? I mean... Yeah. It's not always guns, right? All right. There's gangbanger fish. What you mean? Uh, all right. So, <laughs> anyways. <laughs> did you notice that Keith David was, uh, played the older dude? He he plays a great oh, yeah, yeah. bad guy. Keith David's really good at being a bad it's guy. It's his voice. I, uh, yeah, he's he's definitely got a good, like, bad guy voice. Because he's like, he's like uh, him and, like, Ving <laughs> Rhames and, like, Michael Clark Duncan, they all got that, like, super deep-ass <laughs> voice. And it's just, like, he's a bad guy. Like, oh, yeah. I associate that kind of tone with, like, bosses of gangs and stuff. I'm like, that's just that's just where my mind goes. Yeah. I, 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 did they only just call him older guy? I think so. Like, I'm reading the summary. And, it's just and like, he's, he's got a name. He's got a name. Like, I'm pretty sure they he's gave got him, a name. They gave him a name. Um, Eddie Harris is his actual name. But, yeah, they, they never actually said his name. That's where I'm always confused. Like As Eddie Harris, older guy. <laughs> That's where I'm always confused. Like, where do the plot actually get the name if they never say a character's actual name in the whole movie? Right. Unless they did, and I missed it, but I didn't hear it. Yeah, that, that, yeah same thing with uh, Child Love's character in yeah. Robot. And somehow Just he had like, a name. Allegedly. 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 That's what yeah. the government wants us to believe. Oh, Jesus, here we go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, Alright. Anything else in the party scene? I feel like I had some else in the party scene. A lot of boobies in this film. Oh yeah, boobies. A lot of, yeah, a lot of boobs in the A lot of boobies. Film. Was was happy with the boobies. Give it a ten out of ten for boobs. Ten out of ten for boobs. Absolutely. I mean you got some in the first what, like four minutes of the movie? <laughs> oh yeah. Like immediately. I was like, yeah. well, I was like, this is already starting off great. Uh March and Healy go to an airport hotel where Amelia is meeting with distributors for the film. John Boys arrived ahead of them. They witnessed the businessman businessmen being slaughtered and hastily retreat only for Amelia to land on their car and shoot at them knocking herself unconscious I don't I don't like I don't like uh, that description right there because you don't know that they are distributors of the film at that point in the movie you don't find that out till later on right. little Wikipedia you, whoever wrote this article last edited it which is does it even say anymore mm-hmm. you just say who's the last person to edit it Paige was last edited oh in January 8th this year so that's interesting. Yeah. Normally, put the 
the person who last edited it, but it's whoever like, recently edited sixteen minutes ago. It's like wow. <laughs> we find out. We find out you were on here editing it. Like, <laughs> fucking Dakota Mitch. Oh. <laughs> when when they were when they were going up the elevator and the door opened, one dude was like. Yeah, was that like was choking, so and then like funny. the other dude was getting his ass kicked. And he just said, "They heard all the like, like <laughs> hear all this fucking silence shots from the the gun and shit, and it's just like dude comes flying out of the hallway." And like I was like, "They just got back in." I was like, <laughs> and, then, "And then they're going oh down, and, and the guy like falls, and Ryan Gosling's like, <laughs> <laughs> yo, that was like the best fucking scene." I just love how they both collectively were like, "Yep, we're going back down." <laughs> It's like, so, whatever's going on here, I don't un- want Unspoken part. agreement. They were just, yeah, they were like, back into the elevator. Yeah. Um, um, oh, yeah. I was going to say the, the, the part where he's driving, and he's like, the car drives itself, man. Where you been? <laughs> oh, yeah, he's having the dream. Oh, dude, that B was Hannibal. That was so The B talking was Hannibal Burroughs. Was it? Yeah, yeah. That was, that, that scene was just, it was just funny as shit. Cause, like... Russell Crowe's dude just like completely agrees. He's like, "Yeah, man, listen to the beat." Like, just I was like, "What the fuck is yeah, going on right happened? now?" Yeah. Like, did this just turn into a whole different movie? Oh yeah, I was like, somebody's on drugs right now. Like that's <laughs> what I thought. I didn't think he was asleep. I just thought he was on drugs. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Okay. Knock yourself out. They take her to March's house. She reveals her that her mother is in the pocket of the cartel, uh, cartel-like Detroit automakers. After uncovering evidence that they suppressed the catalytic catalytic converter, which regulates exhaust emissions, uh, Amelia created the film to expose their collusion, and her mother has had everyone connected to the film killed. Uh, Yeah, they go back to her house. He's like, I thought you were supposed to be at Jessica's Jessica's house. He's like, oh, my my sister had a guy over. He's like, your sister's such a slut! She's She's like, like, yeah, I know. Yeah, I know. (laughs) Oh my god, she just... I that I felt I did feel bad for that little girl uh, when uh, John Boy showed up because he like threw her through a fucking window. <laughs> I was like, who does that to kids? <laughs> John Boy. I guess they were like, and then they see him like walking. They're like, yo, did you hear that? <laughs> He's like, yeah, it was me. <laughs> yeah, kid just... through the window. <laughs> I was like, oh man. He's just opening the trunk and like so nonchalant about it yeah. where he just like lights him up oh yeah just chill as fuck and he's like just pull an AK out and full auto inside of a cul-de-sac oh in the bar scene I forgot when they're at the hotel the dude at the bar <laughs> yeah and he's like he's like uh, he'll stop doing it like stop doing what he like grabs his tie yeah. slams his face down the bar that he said we can do this easy way or we do this hard way or, wait we're doing this well, easy way we're doing this the easy way right now yeah that was that was fucking funny Ah. Uh, was it? I can't think of his fucking name. Gosling's character. Oh, Holland March. Holland March. 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 Okay. March. He's such an irresponsible parent because his daughter kept going back to that empty lot. Yeah. In the middle of the night and like reading books, and I was like, like in my mind, I was like, seventy-seven, like Ted Bundy, Golden right. State Killer, like fucking <coughs> uh, Night Stalker, like. Do what you want. Yeah, I was like, buddy, like, <laughs> she's a little great. Like she's like in my mind, I was like, she's dead. Yeah. Like I'm, she's gonna die. <laughs> like that's, he drove past her and he just kept going. And like I was like, he's gonna, she's gonna die. Like that's it. Yeah. I don't know. Comedies are just hard to like have like the same structure, because it's like most of what I have is just like quotes. Yeah. Because there's a lot of funny lines. I mean that's what that's what Talladega Nights was. Was it was right. just like like well it's funny when this happened. It's funny when that happened. You just point out the funny stuff and then that's kind of that's kind of it. Right. Uh, I suppose there is more significance to this, where 
I don't know. Like, it wasn't, like, a bad story for for it just being a comedy movie. No, it was actually a solid one. I, I was I was still cracking up when, uh, how, like, the, what's her name? Just, like, her mom's, uh, like, assistant or whatever, lawyer lady or whatever yeah, yeah. the fuck she was, was, like, in on it. And, like, she got knocked out when she slipped on that coffee his daughter <laughs> threw on her. Yeah. And then he fucking puts a pillow under her head as they yeah. leave. I was like, I was like, buddy. Like, he was like, he's like, wow, you look amazing, like, with her hair all out and dressed up and shit. And I was like, she has a gun pointed at you, and that's what you're worried about. Maybe that's what makes it, maybe that's what makes it hotter. For him, I guess. I mean, he, in that specific moment, I, I was like, that's Dakota. Like, that's Dakota. Because I was like, that's Dakota's chocolate queens right there. I was like, she had the fur all out, she had a dress on. I was like, Dakota was probably, he'd probably be in heaven. He'd probably be saying the same dumb shit right now. Let me join your side real quick. <laughs> Absolutely. He'd be willing to switch teams. Drop you know what? Like, fuck you know these catalytic converters. Fuck these emissions. Yeah. I don't give a fuck about this smog. Fuck you, man. We're dead. <laughs> <laughs> that shit was silly. We can't talk to you because we're dead. They, I love how they just all kept saying that, though. And it's like, it was like the most petty thing. So those gas masks don't work, huh? He's <laughs> <laughs> <It's> stupid. <laughs> I love how he's like, all right, who wants to make 20 bucks? <laughs> the dude, like, just puts his hands up, doesn't say anything. He's like... <laughs> <laughs> Fucking gold. Uh, March tells Judith's assistant, Tally, that Amelia has been found and is at March's house. Tally tells them that Judith has requested they deliver a briefcase of $100,000 to Judith and informs them the family's doctor will go to March's house to check on Amelia. When March crashes the car, the briefcase flies open to reveal shredded magazines... The delivery was a diversion to leave Amelia unprotected. John Boy arrives at Marge's house, disguised as the family doctor, attacking Holly and her friend Jessica, then engaging in a shootout with March and Healy before evading the police. Amelia flees the house, <laughs> only to be killed by John Boy when she unwittingly flags down his car. He does some shit like, he was like, can you help me? He's like, oh. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I was like, the irony, like... That's kind of what she gets. I mean, she just wanted to run. Yeah, I mean, that's all she was doing is just running. Every time she had a chance, she was just knees to chest. I was like, ma'am, at some point you should think about, hey, these two people are actually trying to help. You know, like, they could have left her in the alley. They could have got out of the car and shot her and left her in the alley. Like, instead, they took her unconscious ass back to the house, let her get some sleep, and then she just ran off. And then look what happened. I was like, bitch, this is, that's exactly what you get. That's exactly what she gets. I was like, that's exactly what you get. I was waiting for the credits to roll after that. Because I was like, this is it. The movie's over. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Movie's done. It's done. Everybody wrapped up. It's time to go. Uh, March and Haley are questioned by the police, then released, having no evidence that Judith is behind the murders. March realizes that nearsighted Mrs. Glenn didn't see Misty two days after her death. Mrs. Glenn saw Misty in a movie projected against a wall. At Misty's house, they discover a, ma- a film projector, but the film is missing. They realize that Chet is the projectionist for the Los Angeles Auto Show and will try to screen the film at the event. At the Auto Show, Healy and March are intercepted at gunpoint by Tally, who is then distracted by Holly and knocked unconscious. Healy finds Chet, who has spliced the film into the Auto Show presentation. The film plays the entire Auto Show, implicating the auto executives. On the roof, March struggles with the older guy, False. Sorry, who falls to his death while March lands in the pool? Holly stops Tally from reaching the film. Healy overpowers John Boy but spares his life at Holly's ultimatum, 
and March secures the film from thugs sent by the auto executives. That splat. <laughs> <They're> so <laughs> oh, so that dramatic. Splat. I love how he's like he's like you fell. <laughs> <laughs> He just, like, every time, like, something silly happens to him, he's like, he fell yeah. off the balcony. Yeah. <laughs> he did, he, the sound he made when the fucking body hit. Oh, yeah. I was like, yep. It looked like, looked like you just dropped a tomato off the roof. And it was, yeah, it was so ground. cartoony, like, the way it happened. I was like, yeah. Well, that, so the, there was the story about Nixon. Uh, yeah, the, the, when he saw him in the swimming in the pool. pool. <laughs> well, I like how he's just like a like an asshole about it to him when he when he tells the story and he's like, okay, so all that to say that I don't remember what he was trying to say with the story. Like two different pers- uh, perspectives. Oh, it's all about your perspective. Yeah, like oh, it's like why couldn't you just fucking say that? Like why are you tell take me on this big ride, tell a story about presidents and people dying? It's like you could just say. <laughs> Yeah, he was... It's like that English teacher. <laughs> right, yeah, English teacher. Yeah. <laughs> that long, drawn-out explanation when it's like, you could have just said... Like, or maybe he just wanted some cereal. <laughs> the walls weren't blue because he was depressed. He liked the color blue. Right. I heard what you say, yeah. A, the walls actually made him quite happy. <laughs> he got fucked in there. <laughs> Bitches love the blue walls. Bitches love my blue walls. Blue gate. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, but when he fell in that pool, that show was so silly. Yeah, Nixon's trying to swim toward me. He's just, no, yeah, no. he's like underwater. He's just like, no. It's like, I was like, yo, come on, dude. <laughs> he fell a lot, and he was so fucking lucky. How'd you feel to find out if Nixon was the last thing everyone sees before they die? That kind of suck. Wouldn't you have heard about it, though? Because, like, how many people have been on the... No, 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 because how many people have been <laughs> on the brink? Oh, yeah. And, like, been brought, like, you know, like, I, I don't know. Just stories off the top of my head of like, like yeah. near uh, death. Or Nikki, like... yeah, Nikki Six like was dead, and they put fucking adrenaline in him like in Pulp Fiction, like the yeah. they put two. They actually had to put two two of them. They had in to him. use two Pulp Fiction kits. They had to put two <laughs> sticks of adrenaline and or needles of adrenaline shots. What do you call it? Shots yeah. of adrenaline? Yeah. I don't know. Not like shot. No, no, they are. But, okay, but no, yeah, no. they had to put two of those in his fucking chest. Damn, because he overdosed on heroin like real hard. But he said uh, he said like he like had an out of body experience where he was like above the ambulance and like right. saw himself dead in the ambulance and they put the adrenaline in him and then he got pulled back. Came back. But everyone everyone's perspective is a little bit different on that too because you have right. some people that are like oh I seen I, like my family member started talking to me or like this close family member that died started talking to me or other people like Just fucking nothing I was asleep and I'm awake again. Well, as an amateur clairvoyant, I can say it's safe to say that. Uh, Nixon is there. Nixon. <laughs> <laughs> it makes you wonder, though. Cause so it's wait, like, wait. And it all times in. So, like, Nixon, obviously the original gate, Watergate. Right. Uh, Deathgate. It all makes sense now. It all ties in. It all makes sense. We it all come ties full in. Circle. It all comes full circle back to Nixon. I'll drink to that. <laughs> uh, yeah. Too much fun. I'll drink to that too. What did you tell Nixon you? Gate. Nixon Gate. No, Nixon shit Gate. Shit makes me sleepy. I'm already. Sleepy. <laughs> you gave me the fucking like CBD lotion and like then I had the shot. Or do you like use it on your penis? No, he like he's like put some of this on your hands. Like it'll help you relax. And then now I'm sitting here and I'm yawning. I had a shot. Like I just like feel like I want to go to sleep and like I just I can't. Well, you're I'm less. Not, hostile. I'm not gonna do more shots. Well, you're less hostile this time around. 
yelling oh, I, at us. Listen, I can get real hostile real quick, so don't, don't start talking about it. Hey, let me, let me hey. get some more of that CBD lotion. Just, uh, just give him that look. <laughs> Do the thing. <laughs> the, the, the twinkle in the eyes. Do the thing. Judith's arrested, but insists she did not want Amelia killed, and that it was Detroit who wanted Amelia dead. Judith hired March and Healy to keep Amelia safe, and remarks that she will go to jail. Detroit has still gotten away with trying to suppress the catalytic converter. Later at a bar on Christmas Eve, March shows Healy an advertisement for their new detective agency called The Nice Guys. They said it. I like how he was like, uh, sorry you look Filipino. <laughs> yeah, I do. Well, I think my favorite quote of that whole thing was, uh, was the, uh, at least you're drinking again. Yeah, I was gonna say, at least you're drinking again. Yeah, that yeah. was... Did you know, uh, Sid was Robbie Down Robert Downey Jr.? No, I did. You didn't really get to see. You almost saw, like, yeah. part of his okay. face. <laughs> Apparently that's him. He was just uncredited. Interesting. Hmm. Interesting. That's interesting. Now I gotta go back and watch that. And <laughs> like pause that scene, like yeah. with his it, face half blown I, off. I, I just, I love the, I love the fact that he like lit the cigarette and he goes to light it and it's like it lights up just enough for you to see like a <laughs> bloody body like sitting there. Yeah. And then the he, first, just, the he first, doesn't realize it. At first. The first light, you're like, what the fuck was that? Yeah, I was like, is that a person? Like, yeah. And then he goes again, and he's like. Just slowly looks over. I was like, "Oh God, here he goes." <laughs> I was like, "Here he goes." How did he not see that? Because like, he came up from that side. It's how do you not? I mean, it was dark as fuck. it was dark as fuck. I can only imagine the lighting in the seventies was awful. Well, and you're in the woods. The so sun, like... the sun was different back then. We had two, we we had enough ozone. I was about to say we had enough smog. To we had enough smog and if ozone. If you're in the woods at night, even today, you might you probably don't see that guy. I mean, the lights are up on the hill. There's no you're you're on the bottom of a hill. That's true. And that's why you don't go to the woods at night because you can get killed. Right. I say Blair Witch Project. It. Um, we should recreate the Blair Witch Project. That's it. I'm okay. The other quote was, "No one got hurt." Well, a few people got hurt. I'm saying they died quickly, so I don't think they got hurt. <laughs> The logic. He he did have some pretty sound logic in this movie. I I will say that. Uh oh, and he he lights up a cigarette at the end of the movie after he fell in the pool. Like, wouldn't his cigarettes just be like trashed now? Like, <laughs> after he fell in the pool, like what? Like wouldn't so, it just be like this, like soaked? They like, would be yeah. They would be soggy depending on how much time like went by with them being. I mean, it wasn't a lot. Like he got out of the pool and there was the whole chase and then. Yeah, within that time, they would definitely still be soggy as fuck. Yeah. Because, like, I've unfortunately had the experience of, like, sitting my cigarette pack down and then realizing the table is wet and it's been, like, five minutes and I'm like, fuck, and I pick it up and then, like, all of my cigarettes on the back side of the box are, like, yeah. wet and then it started, like, absorbing up to the ones in front of that. And I was like, well, yeah. So they would have absolutely... <laughs> Hang these out, you got a clothesline in your backyard just, like, putting cigarettes up on it. No, funny enough, <laughs> what I do is I'll actually just take my lighter and I'll just... Kind of like what somebody out. does with like a blunt where you like heat it up, you know, on the sides and shit. <laughs> After like rolling it. Yeah, I'll just do that. <laughs> Anyways. We should do the Blair Witch, Blair Witch Project. I'm See, okay. I don't do legit horror. I. <laughs> it's free. It's free on uh, the Roku channel. So you're saying you don't want to watch like The Conjuring? Yeah, we talked about this back at Halloween. Did we? Yeah. You sat in my living room for like an hour and you're like, come on, Conjuring. I'm like, I don't want to do anything actually scary. That's why I like things like like Halloween and like Friday the Thirteenth and shit like that because it's like not like there's nothing legit about those, you know. What if I said, "Pretty please." Jesus Christ! So watch the fucking. Movie. But and at in November, we look. We can no, record it or, now. Uh, November. We can record it now. <laughs> uh, October is you know 
the scary month. So we still need to do American Beauty. Uh, yeah, that. Yeah, I think that one's gonna be a good one to talk about. We should also do American Made at some point. Okay. You like the whole like gang thing, mm-hmm. and uh, it's like based off a real story with like the CIA and U.S. like funding like CIA is corrupt as shit. Right. So they also funded like Facts. the Medellin cartel back in like the eighties, and that's what this movie is based off of. It's got Tom Cruise in it. The CIA killed JFK. So well, when you try to Oliver, do the right thing, Oliver Stone was on. Joe Rogan, and he just, because Oliver Stone made JFK. The movie? Right. No, yeah. the actual president. The guy made, oh, okay. made in the lab, yeah. He's, Oliver he's, Stone, not, I mean, only is lab. He, not only is he a filmmaker known for natural born killers, he also makes people. <laughs> Who would know? He, he's like the Terminator. He goes back in time and fucks someone to. Interesting. Yeah. So he's uh, the happy. <laughs> yeah. He was, on, he was on Joe Rogan talking, because they did a new thing. He released a new program, and it's on Showtime, which, god damn it with these fucking programs. Or, uh, platforms. Sorry. Platforms, man. You mean, like, Paramount Plus? Yeah, there's, like, Paramount... Like, how many fucking platforms am I supposed to goddamn pay for? I want by, to that watch... time, by that time, you're paying the price of what cable originally was. Right! It's like, can we just put everything back in one place, and I'll just <laughs> pay for premium cable? I mean, if we strategically all had, like different stuff and then we just shared them with each other like you know what i mean like yeah it's never gonna happen with uh dakota red, red shirt over here oh uh, yeah good thing it's not a red shirt Goddamn. burgundy <laughs> you're gonna argue with two color deficit people over what's red and what's burgundy <laughs> oh, i forgot to give you the colorblind test he's not yeah, my dad's a, my dad's a jackass and he got me a fucking colorblind test for christmas <laughs> Cause he's like, you weren't here for that, were you? No, he wasn't. Oh, here. he would have been cracking the fuck up watching me and you do that shit. I bet you he's just as bad. I don't think he's got a color deficit. You never know until you try. That's fair. Let's give it a whirl. But he made a new thing, JFK revisited. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. like supposedly they were supposed to release all the fucking documents. Like, where? Yeah, how many years is the statute limitation? Or no, not what depends they call on that. what it is. Yeah. How long they until they declassify files and all that? And it's been long enough, and they didn't release all the files about the JFK shit. Like, they're, they're withholding documents mm-hmm. and all that kind of stuff, so. Yeah. It's basically a statute of limitations. Which is, you know, not surprising. Not surprising at all. I was about to say, you remember? They don't want to release a CIA killed JFK. You remember the MK Ultra thing that they, like, buried? <laughs> right. Well, and then the fact that, wasn't it that, uh, that MLK's family won a civil lawsuit against the United States government? Probably. For killing Emma, uh, for killing him. Oh, that wouldn't surprise me. Yeah, likely. Um, well, I mean, there's a fantastic book about a lot of it uh, called Chaos. Ah, there's it's a long ass title. Chaos Gate. But ba- I mean, basically the uh, the most important part of the title is the chaos thing. Uh, chaos. Charles Manson and the CIA and the secret history of the '60s. I know. I remember the sixties. You said just no matter what year. Like, Doesn't matter. Ah, remember, remember, remember sixty four. <laughs> He's like, ah, what a time to be alive. Man, good times. Just your default answer. Yeah, if you weren't around. <laughs> <laughs> that was the best times of my life when I wasn't around. Um, Have no bills or responsibilities. So that book is Forget. pretty good. It's by Tom O'Neill. He started, or I think I've told you guys about this before, but he started out writing a writing a article for a magazine that's not even around anymore. I can't remember the 
name of it at this point. But starts out writing that book, and they said because it was it, it is uh, the year was ninety nine, so it was thirty years from the Manson murders. Mm-hmm. And they said, why don't you write a book about uh, or, or a story, an article, magazine? Sorry, get my 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 uh, my platforms of writing mixed up. It's okay. So, so why don't you write an article? 30 years since, interview people in Hollywood, and, like, nobody in Hollywood wanted to talk to him about it. And, uh, you know, so then he just starts researching and researching and researching, and, like, you know, he figures out, you know, it's connected to MK Ultra. he figures out, you know, like, JFK assassination might be connected. Like, he's just got all his, all these documents and everything, and it's, it's a crazy book. Um, and then the fucked up part is you get to the end, and nothing's really concluded because he basically just did 20 years of research and he was like, and no one's told me any final answers. So, basically yeah. Drawing and assumption. like, literally, he just, he gives you all this information and then he's like, and that's the information. And then the book just kind of, to quote, always sunny. And then it just kind of ends. Fucking silly. So... I want to check it out. Yeah, it's good. Uh, so back to the main topic. So, again. however, that relates to nice guys. Ah, oh, conspiracies. That's how yeah. It was the Nixon thing. Yeah, Nixon. I think that started all that. Uh, uh, this movie's budget was fifty million, and the box office was sixty-two point eight million. So it made mean? like twelve million dollars, almost thirteen million dollars on it. That's still a pretty good profit. Yeah, I'd love to have thirteen million dollars. I'd I'd be fine with one point three million dollars. I'd be fine with anything that, if you just say, blank blank million dollars, I'm okay with that. You know what? You could slide me two thousand. I'm happy right now. Well, yeah. I mean, if you just want to give me free money, <laughs> yeah, that's fair. I'm all good with that. So, I don't know if you guys want to get on the, uh, <laughs> get on Nick and I made the rest of the stuff, the podcast and everything, like the the site. I got the site and everything. Like, we download, upload, and I do the editing. So if you guys want to do that OnlyFans shit. <laughs> oh, yeah, big Where we get the money. You go right ahead. I thought we were going to make our company go public, put us on the stock market, get us some money. I don't think that's a... I don't even know how we would... You want to invest in us? We would be, like, negative... I don't know, however much money we bought. <laughs> Just add up the liquor that I've bought to put here, and, like, every time we've ordered pizza... And then the subscription to RSS.com. Don't forget the strippers. We have occasionally in-studio strippers in between podcasts. Mm. Well, to have in-studio strippers, we would need a studio. This is a studio. So, uh... (laughs) (laughs) Any studios, if you put a mic, put a mic anywhere in the studio. It's kind of a spare bedroom. (laughs) Studio. That's fair. I mean, we could always move the table a little bit. I mean, most rappers got their start in the closet. Some of them both ways, but you know. Oh, God. Struggle busting right now. <laughs> I was just, there's always you're, more. You're there's always for more. more. You just gotta, you just gotta wait. Like... You just gotta let it, just, just wait for it to filter out. Uh, okay. Yeah. yeah. How long have we been going, anyway? Got like 43 minutes in. We, we, we slid down that conspiracy rabbit hole for a bit. Yeah, it's probably not a great podcast, because our structure was, uh, all over the place. Scatterbrain. What do you think of the movie, though? What would you rate it? How many eggplants? 
Well, I would have to put it in the <clears throat> category of comedy. As far as a good comedy movie, mm. it's definitely a solid like three point eight. Really, that's pretty high. Okay, it's fine. Well, well, no, no, I mean, no. granted, nothing. You know, it's uh, not like crazy realistic either. Yeah. You know, well, like I mean, that, for the seventies, that reel falls down and yeah. just like. Yeah, somehow magically and there ends it is. up. Yeah, no. Yeah, but uh, I mean, the drugs, the partying. <laughs> And the, the, the shitty outfits and stuff was, like, all spot on for the 70s. The little girl getting around like it's nothing. Yeah, in the 70s, like, like, taking a, like, she was driving, like, she was, was, like, always good. driving her dad around. Yeah, that was that was definitely the 70s. Hold on, wait, we, we didn't even talk about the one, like, 13-year-old that was dating a 30-something-year-old. Oh, yeah, she was, like, At the beginning, buying, <laughs> buying the weed from him and stuff. Buying the weed from him and dating him. Like, that's fucking weird. Mm, that was the 70s. It was I mean, 70s. it's still kind of like that today. Because these tater thoughts focus on the wrong stuff, but <laughs> tater thoughts focus on the wrong stuff, and yeah. the, these thirty-year-olds are manipulative, and they're like, "Hey, you want some weed? Come play with yeah. my balls." She's like, "Oh yeah, I want some weed." It's like, "Nah, bitch, you better eat your fucking cereal and catch the goddamn bus." Oh, don't pretend like you ain't ever smoked weed when you're thirteen. I didn't smoke weed when I was thirteen. You were fourteen. I would have been like fourteen or fifteen. Fourteen. Anyways. I've still never smoked weed. Pass the statute of limitations. It doesn't matter. <laughs> it's uh, it's it's pointless. Except that time you did cocaine about a couple years ago. Wow, never, <laughs> never have I ever. What kind of cocaine did you do? The legal one. Don't Whatever's legal. I, anything one. I say I do is legal. <laughs> Any you ever, you ever did coke? What you got? What, what's the craziest shit you ever done? Just is it just weed? Who, me? Yeah, you. No, I'm looking at you. What's the craziest <laughs> shit you've ever done? Who, me? And he's like making 100% eye contact No, there's a you. fairy floating over by the window. It might be. He was actually asking Nixon right there outside yeah, the window. Like, Nixon yeah, right I'm there. just like, I'm like, like, oh, are you talking to me? No, I'm talking to Nixon. And then I'm just like. <laughs> Weed. I mean, I mean I've, been, I've been high on like fucking prescription, but like. Prescription painkillers, but that's fucking because I was prescribed. It. prescribed I was prescribed it, so I'm just fucking oh, just well, high because I was taking it because I was in pain. That wouldn't even be classified as crazy though. That's just kind of like normal. I never. I've got like I know people who have like people have just done weed. People have never done weed. I know people who have like done coke occasionally. I know a lot of white people. A lot of white people love coke, especially like some of the wealthier white people that put, get the little baggie out, put it on their fucking key, and yeah, sniff it. Wow, that was a oh. very specific. I've. I've witnessed it. Yeah, no. I've no, witnessed it. And I've been, seen that. Yeah. I've witnessed it. And I've been offered it. I'm like, no, nah, I'm cool. <laughs> I'm cool. I'm cool on the booger sugar. Yeah, I've been offered some cocaine. That was fun. I've never had anybody offer me cocaine, and I'm glad. We were at Harley and I went to an open mic at this like shady bar that, that I think is closed now. <laughs> Wonder why. <laughs> Well, the dude, the owner, like, didn't take care of the place. Like, okay, so we went. He was the one selling cocaine. Yeah. <laughs> he's like, man, he's like, I need, I need money to pay the bills here. I guarantee it's because that's you the operation got his ass, which is why it's no longer open. Dude, we were at, we went there. It was like day after Christmas, right? And uh, that year, I think it had snowed and like. It's one of those. De- it's one of those days. You know when it like gets real warm randomly in December because yeah. we're in Ohio. And we're, so everything. We're in Ohio? Uh, I think so. Hmm. Um, I thought this was. I thought this was uh, Wisconsin. Egypt. 
Oh, Nebraska. That's where we are. Ah. There's a whole lot of nothingness. Can you use that in a sense? Each of, <laughs> each of us had to travel three hours to see each other. Yikes. <laughs> so anyway, it's one of those real warm days, and so everything fucking melted. And this place, the roof leaked. Oh, so it was like a waterfall and like multiple inside. spots. And like the whole floor, like there was no like flooring per se. Like it was just kind of sub floor like just planks right and so the whole place just smells like mildewy and it didn't have like ac i don't think i mean at least it wasn't on (laughs) and so it was just like this weird like humid it's like a basement yeah kind of like a a humid basement basement that smelled mildewy anyway we we, uh i think it was the next week we came back where we're kind of standing around and this dude he's like hey uh step into my office (laughs) oh that's a big red flag and we're like, all right. He's about so, to get you to peddle some cocaine. Yeah. <laughs> and well, and here's the thing. So Harley is. You, you want to try to take a trip to Kansas? Harley's Harley's <laughs> Harley's blonde, and he's got those big eyes, you know. And so like, <laughs> I think coke dealers can spot him, you know. Like where it's like, they're like, ah, it's that guy. <laughs> and so there was this. This place is. It's called the Tree Bar. I'm not. I think it closed. It might have reopened. I don't know, but. It got a, uh, when you walk in, there's like, I mean, the bar area is bad, and like, there's no, there's nothing on tap, so you're just, like, if you want a beer, they're handing you a can, and like, they'll pour you shots of like, a couple things. And it's, it's as of, plastic cups. As of Google, they are temporarily closed. Mm. I say permanently, just temporarily closed. Uh, and it's like, it's a bar, like, in in an alley. And yeah, you want to know what? It looks pretty fucking... I bet that uh, that, that, that temporary closed thing, I bet that's been on there for, like, at least a couple years. And you walk out on the deck, and there's, like, pieces of, of like, OSB just, like, cover... Uh, what I'm guessing is there's holes. There's, like, there's, like, a bike, and just, like, random shit out there. And then it's got this, like, other small room off to the side, where, like, I guess, like, bands... Because there's all these, like, band flyers in there, mm. and, like... This dude was, and that's where the tree is, because it's called the tree bar, and there's literally a tree stump in there that they like to build the place around. Interesting. Um, yeah, but this dude, we're like Harley and I were standing by like the pool table. He's like, "Hey, uh, step into my office," and he's like, "Okay." okay. And then he like pulls out these like dollar bills, are all folded up. In a certain way, and they got cocaine. In them. Oh my! And he's God. like, and then like Harley and I are like. Uh, yeah, we're, we're good. <laughs> and like, he's like, oh, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. He's like, no, 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 you're good, man. It's all good. So, so would you go back if it was if it ever opened back up again? I mean, I did go back because we were doing because uh, there was open mics there, so I'd, you know, tried that out. So, granted, I gave it up once the pandemic hit. So, according to Tree Bar, they're apparently they have a Wikipedia page. Interesting. That the current owner is Zach Whitney of Brothers. I'm assuming they're referring to Brothers Bars. Right. Because, I mean, Brothers has multiple bars in multiple different cities. Uh, But it's interesting. Yeah. Apparently, they are known for having a lot of indie and heavy metal pop music local bands and all that good stuff. That's why the cocaine's always there. Yeah. genres ranging from DIY. What the fuck is DIY? What kind what genre is that? Is that just like 
<laughs> you make up your own. He's walking. You're like. Aah! That's absolutely what it is. <laughs> what does that look like on the. Uh... <laughs> oh shit. Right there. Jesus Christ. <laughs> oh, you guys want to come see my band perform? I'm okay. <laughs> All right, let's get some ratings out there. Uh, you said three. You said three eight. As a as a comedy. All right, what about overall movie? Yeah, I enjoyed it. So I'm not I'm not judging it like harshly. I'm not I don't judge harshly. If I enjoy it, yeah, it gets three point eight. I like it. So. It's funny. It's a decent story, and uh, I like I like how Gosling said at one point. He's like, "So you made a porn where the story is the most important part." <laughs> I love how he took notes. He was like, "Porn equals bad." <laughs> yeah. So, what about you? Would you already rate it? Sorry. Uh so for me, my initial rating would be. Uh, it would be three point three eggplants. But I have to give it a booby bonus, so we're looking at 3.8. 3.8. There's a booby bonus in that. Okay. okay. Uh, I give it a... A half eggplant bonus. Yeah. I mean, because it made a half eggplant. <laughs> All right. Um, I'm going to give it 3.2 stars, not eggplants, because that's not me. Uh... And that's with the booby bonus <laughs> because it was funny to watch. It definitely had a little bit of like slower parts, but it was like overall it was still funny. And would I go, would I watch it again if it was like on like TV? Yes. But would I go out of my way to watch it? I'm not sure. Cool. Well, at Content Crisis 1, Content Crisis Hotline at Yahoo.com. Bye. Yeah.